0: This is the new TC Pride Podcast episode 134, on location for a special festival preview with Twin Cities Pride board chair, Darcy Bowman. Twin Cities Pride Podcast, we are on location in beautiful St. Louis Park, Minnesota, uh, to record a very special festival preview episode of the Twin Cities Pride Podcast, and I'm here with... Darcy Bowman. And so, so Darcy, uh, you're the board chair of Twin Cities Pride, um, and, and of course, there's this little party happening uh, next week in Loring Park. So we didn't want to take too much of your time today, but we did want to take uh, just a little bit here to catch folks up on uh, some events that have been kind of developing over the last few years uh, around uh, police presence at the festival, uh, protesters, some things around the parade, corporate involvement, uh, those kinds of things. Um, so let's let's just jump right into it. Um, but but actually, first things first, uh, let's let's talk about the one thing that we know everybody is worried about uh, it, with the parade uh, there will be lesbians and motorcycles
1: there will be lesbians and motorcycles okay you heard it
0: here first okay that that would be a big deal if that wasn't happening so so we got that out of the way agreed without it. exactly okay so uh, we want to make sure to, to talk about uh, you know all these other things too so I guess I'll just let you take it from there uh, where did you want to start
1: Yeah. since last year we have had the opportunity to speak with um, and reach out to both the protesters and reach out to MPD uh, regarding their participation in the parade this year um, after after some discussion uh, MPD has decided not to have um, a contingent in the parade this year and it's kind of interesting we will not have um, the initial police vehicle this year um, after discussion um, they've decided that having the police on the side to be there if we need them to be there, to clear if we need to clear, will be enough.
0: Okay. Uh, and so I guess the other sort of thing that's been going around that we should probably address the, the elephant in the room here. So uh, the police are, are not banned from Twin Cities Pride this year. Is that accurate, I guess?
1: They are not banned from Twin Cities Pride. They're not banned from the parade. They're not banned from um, the festival. Okay.
0: So that, because that, that was kind of, that, that was what was going around last year, like, and, you know, it's social media, right? So things get posted and rumors start spread. And that was the big thing that was going around is that, you know, and headlines, even like in some mainstream media that, you know, like uh, police banned from Twin Cities Pride as far as like a couple of years back, but that, that's not the case.
1: No, no. And it's all about the conversation. It's about reaching out to to organizations and, and seeing what they realize and how they understand what, what the presence is. Um, how the presence affects the community and having respect for that and trying to figure out and find ways to regain trust and what needs to be done and not to just try and force anything and those are conversations that we've been able and we're happy to have had
0: just because the police are not banned like you said that doesn't mean that that the the issues that have been raised by certain parts of the community have not been addressed
1: yeah and to clarify when when we've talked about police being banned or when we've talked about uh, anything like that we are talking about participants in the parade we are never talking about um, police that are there to protect us we need to have a certain amount of police to protect us so when people are talking about that there's been really a confusion of what we're talking about.
0: So you talked about, you know, that the police have traditionally been there to keep everyone safe. Uh, there has been that contingent sort of out front of the parade um, in, in years past. Uh, what, what can you tell folks about what that contingent has typically consisted of?
1: We have had to have by law um, at least one police vehicle ahead of the parade um, to clear the path. Now,
0: this, this isn't this isn't like a paid contingent as like X Y Z organization who wants to be in the parade uh, would would be right.
1: Correct. It's part of the safety portion of of the parade. Um, so we actually end up paying the police to be that first vehicle. They've never been considered a contingent. They've always just been something that we've had to have. But what has happened historically is that Twin Cities Pride has allowed since that one officer had to be there working. We've allowed other police departments, anyone basically who's like to drive along with that working car. Um, And officers then were allowed to walk along with that working car. That's
0: right. And if we're talking about like from a traditional perspective, um, along with the the lesbians on motorcycles that, that people can hear from blocks away, right? That gets people really excited. In the past, it's been like all the sirens and horns and all that. That's also kind of traditionally been a part of the parade, sort of the official start of the parade as well
1: it really has it that has been an official start and if you ask many people um, around many different communities what is the start of a parade many of them will say the sirens and the lights from the police uh, unfortunately we were not aware of what it was doing to many members of our community and once that was out we were doing what we could to, to try to make that not happen anymore and not be a trigger for people any longer
0: and so i mean since we're talking about the parade i guess um we can just jump right into it so how is the the parade uh gonna work this year so we did say so the lesbians and motorcycles will be there uh but things are gonna be a little bit different this year
1: yes uh dykes on bikes will be there um they will not lead off the parade this year um we will actually have a stonewall commemorative uh contingent this year leading off the parade there'll be a banner that will be the width of the street um saying Stonewall 50, having the dates, and it will be um, also have the groups that are in that contingent will be carrying signs that, um, replicas of signs from the 60s and 70s back in the Stonewall days, and new signs, basically to commemorate the whole 50 years. So it will be, you know, a protest style um, contingent, Um, it will not be Please do not say that I said that there is a protest at the beginning of the parade and we're having it. No, <laughs> we are having a-
0: Twin Cities Pride. You heard it here first. <laughs> Twin Cities Pride is protesting itself this year. Just, uh, there you go. That, that'll go viral, right?
1: Yeah, no, it is not. Don't even. Um, no, but but we are commemorating that initial that initial uprising, you know, with not only pieces of what happened then, but what has happened in the last 50 years. Um, commemorating all of that, with um, the deaf queer uh, group will be in it. We'll have a youth group in it. We'll have, um, you know, sisters of perpetual indulgence will be in it, and you know, other groups and people that you know want to be along in there. That's
0: right. And this, like I said, you know, there have been conversations this year with certain parts of the community. Um, all of these things really happen as a result of of those conversations and as a result of listening uh, to what people in the community wanted.
1: Correct. Correct. Um, we as a whole, try to make changes and we try to correct things as we hear about them. You know, when you've done this, you know, many people have been in, in here for several years and you kind of get in a certain focus and a certain way of doing anything, everything. And we're a volunteer organization. And in trying to make everything happen, we may not be aware of things, you know, when, when someone with autism came to a community meeting and said, hey, I don't have a place to go. We're like, well, duh. You know, when, when we talked about ADA access, you know, fine, we gave ADA access, but then wait a minute, they don't have access to a bathroom. So, you know, change that too, you know, and make it more prominent on, you know, buying ADA tickets and what's available and, you know, all those things. And, you know, also, you know, in the park, in the park, you know, there was an issue. We, people came out and said, Hey, there's an issue. The police, they sit on top of the hill over by the P2P stage and as an organizer, I may go by the PDP stage, and they may be there. I don't know how long they've been there. So when it was brought to our attention, we went to Park Police and said, "Hey, can we don't want you sitting in that spot? You know, people aren't comfortable." And so the more the more people can let us know, and the more patient they are about getting changes made, we we try to make them.
0: That's right. You so you talked about the sisters of perpetual uh, indul- indulgence. Yes, uh, yes. There, that's kind of tricky to say. Sisters <laughs> of perpetual indulgence. So. Ladies of the Lake. Yeah. So they are uh, they are uh, Twin Cities Pride's uh, community champions this year.
1: Right. Yep. Correct. Correct. Right.
0: And uh, so so I'm really excited to see them out sort of leading leading the parade this year. Uh, They just kind of like spread joy and goodwill kind of wherever they go.
1: They do. They do. And they help take that guilt away from people to be who they are. You know, there really is a lot of guilt that go, that goes along with, with being an LGBTQ person. And um, their whole thing is to let people live and be who they are and to do what they can to take that guilt away. Um, they're an awesome organization. They help fundraise for other organizations.
0: So we talked about, so so Twin Cities Pride, you know, will not be protesting itself this year. Let's, let's go and clear that up again. <laughs> um, however, so what, what can you tell people about what the organization uh, expects uh, with regard to uh, protesters again this year?
1: Um, we've tried to reach out to protesters, and we are continuing to try to reach out to protesters. Um, you know, the people that are at Twin Cities Pride are, would probably be their largest allies. You know, there is a the, the community as a whole, you know, and we invite them to be part of the parade. And also, we also have... Um, attend by the P2P stage that is open for organizations to share stuff. And we also invited them to be, you know, a part of that and to share literature and to share, you know, statistics and stuff with people and to help get them, you know, involved in their in their community efforts.
0: We also want to remind people that the parade won't be on Hennepin Avenue this year. It's going to be, I'm still not exactly sure where, where it is. It's been, it's been changed a few times, but we, you know, uh, we do have that under control. Uh, but it's not going to be on Hennepin Avenue this year. So I'm sure people know, you know, last year the parade was delayed by several hours. Uh, we're, we're certainly not expecting that this year, but there have been uh, things put into place in case there is a delay of any kind. Uh, there have been, uh, like there's food now accessible and porta potties accessible um, if there is a, a delay of any kind.
1: Correct. And you can also um, join us on Twitter, you know, and so this year, and we apologize for last year, we in trying to do everything and trying to do what we were told we thought was right. We're not communicating as well as we should have. So this year, we- which
0: happens, I mean, with an organization is huge and a community is as huge as, as, as right as, as Twin Cities Pride. I mean, these these things happen. I think the important thing is that that we recognize that mistakes were made. Um, and that opportunities for growth exist.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so it is definitely in our plan this year to share on social media, especially Twitter. As And there's also an Alertus app uh, that will be available for everyone to download. Um, so if there's any major things that happen, whether it be weather, whether it be, you know, huge delays, anything like that, we can actually get that out to you. Um, but Twitter um, is probably going to be your best bet for keeping up to date on anything, especially during the, the parade, if there's any delays.
0: The other thing we wanted to mention too is that, so, you know, we've talked about already how a police presence makes certain parts of our community feel unsafe or less safe. Um, Unfortunately, kind of the opposite is true too, where there are parts of our community that feel less safe when there isn't as much uh, police presence. Um, we really want people to know, though, that regardless of how much visible police presence there is, I mean, I'm just looking at it. I mean, I've been involved in some of the, the planning behind the scenes. I mean, the the parade and the park is going to be about the safest place in the state of Minnesota <laughs> that weekend. Uh, maybe you can speak to that a little bit.
1: Correct. and. Throughout the years, I know people have talked about having more police, having less police. You know, right after Pulse, we did really amp up the police presence. It, we just we just did, and that was a knee-jerk reaction. Um, but never have we lessened police presence or lessened the safety of festival and parade goers um, by reducing the number of, of police. Uh, that is just something that, you know, we, we won't do. So when people talk again about the police presence you are more so talking about the presence of police officers that are not working Um, because I I even had you know people say to me in the elevator when I was on my way to pride you know not say to me but they're having a conversation amongst themselves but loud enough for me to hear that why would not you want to have more police officers these officers are not working you know we have the the same amount of police officers you know set to work a week ago as we have set to work today so and and we will always make sure that people are safe not only with police but we have other safety you know we have a safety team that works along with police we have um we also have paid safety people you know paid security so safety is very important to us when you have that group of larger group of people safety is is a very big deal
0: so, last year we talked about, uh, you know, there were some concerns, there were some demands, essentially, that were brought up by some parts of the community. Uh, there has, we said, like, like we said, there, has been some, there have been some conversations around those demands and around those concerns. Uh, what can you say to catch people up on some of those things uh, that, that, that's happened since then?
1: Yeah, we were lucky enough to go to a community conversation um, held by another organization um, and actually talk to some of the people um, that were part of the protests um, or part of the people that are part of the organization of the protests Sorry, some of them were not in involved in the original protests and having a conversation the demands seem to have changed a little bit from we can understand but we have not received a new list of demands um, that was something that that we had requested because we heard there was going to be a new list and we had requested a new list and have not received a new list um, so were hoping to get that a little sooner than right next to pride
0: well it sounds like the most important thing is that there are conversations taking place and that things have have moved forward i mean it's not like twin cities pride is just like had you know, had heard these concerns and was like, Oh yeah, well, that's too bad. We're not going to do anything about it. It's, it sounds like there has been some progress made and there have been some conversations, um, around it. I know, uh, if I recall, one of the demands had to do, uh, around, um, like corporate involvement and we talked about this last time. Um, we're really, I mean, we're really fortunate to have so much, uh, corporate support, uh, for the parade and for the festival. Um, and that, that, that is the case this year, right?
1: That is the case this year. I mean, we we do have corporate support. Um, one thing that I will say that I'm I'm really sad about is, you know, with the protesters, one of the demands was to reduce corporate support. Well, we still have the corporate support in the parade, but unfortunately, an organization such as P Flag um, is unable to be a part of the parade and has pulled out with issues of of um, concerns about the protests and how long it takes and and people in them and one of the concerns that was brought up at that community meeting is people have booths too that they that they need to tend to and you know having that delay their booth is not not being tended so um, but the conversations have been great we've had that opportunity to have conversations that we didn't have in the past so whereas before we were able to you know we were not able to talk to people about what they're about what was going on with the demands and what we actually did already meet with those demands, and and yeah, actually, I was
0: I was really sort of disappointed to hear that as well. I mean, so I, I don't know how, how familiar people are with PFLAG. Flag. So uh, P Flag is like literally one of the first uh, like LGBTQ like organizations. Uh, briefly, I'm not going to tell the story properly, but it's it's basically was started by uh, the mother of of a gay man who walked um, in a parade holding a sign saying "I love my gay son." Uh, at a time when it just didn't happen um, so I mean that you know they go they go way back um, and so hopefully I'm I'm really hopeful that at some point we can you know get them back into the parade because they're such a, a huge part of uh, of the tradition of the the LGBTQ plus and just equality movement um, in general um, but as far as like um, and anything else around uh, the parade uh, or safety at the park. Like, what 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 else do you want people to know that we maybe haven't talked about yet?
1: One thing uh, that we do have this year is a partnership with um, actually some harm reduction organizations um, to have Narcan available.
0: That's right. So Narcan is the it's like the anti overdose, uh, basically. So. What's been happening, I'm sure everybody knows at this point, anybody who's like turned on a TV basically knows uh, that there's been uh, an epidemic, I guess you could really call it, with, uh, you know, overdosing with uh, fentanyl and all this uh, opiate sort of uh, epidemic that's been happening. And this is not lost on Twin Cities Pride, and we're doing everything we can to make sure that people are safe uh, at the festival. We we talked about before we started recording here, it's like, yeah, there's um, uh, unofficially, like, the Twin Cities Pride Festival is been uh has been recognized as one of the best places to party (laughs) essentially
1: It's, it's official there there was and i can't remember what list it is but we actually made it on a minnesota list that we are the best place to get drunk yeah
0: Exactly. So you know, lots of opportunities to party like it's nineteen ninety nine, uh, especially with TLC there, right? I am going to time travel to nineteen ninety nine. I think for a little bit during the TLC show, um, but uh, but we do want to make sure that that we're celebrating safely. I mean, obviously it's the fiftieth uh, you know celebration of Stonewall. I mean, a lot has happened since, and there is a lot to celebrate. Uh, but like you said, I mean, we do want to focus on harm reduction a little bit um, and make sure that everybody makes it home safe uh, after partying uh, over the weekend.
1: Correct. And as I mentioned, you know, safety is the top concern for us at Twin Cities Pride. You know, making sure that all of our our, um, festival and parade goers are safe. Uh, That includes knowing and recognizing that that people in situations of overdose may not always want to contact um, EMTs. They may may not always want to call our dispatch area or grab someone. Um, Oftentimes, the thought is to flee, and that is something that we we recognize and we know that to be true. Um, one thing that we are lucky is that we have worked with the EMT group for about six years that we currently have. So if anything would come to that, you know, we actually have a group that is understanding in our community um, of how our community works and will treat people with respect. Um, that being said, we also understand that, you know, people don't want to be around when someone comes around with an overdose and that's completely understandable and so what we want to do is offer that option and be there in understanding that you know things happen you know addiction has no boundaries and it's not only addiction if someone is out partying in a
0: it's, it's an equal opportunity, an equal a- opportunity. epidemic, Yep,
1: right? Yep. I mean, anyone, anyone, you can try it for the first time and, and have an issue, especially if and you... A get,
0: lot of people probably do at Pride, actually, to tell you, through.
1: You know, and and some people may, may, because of, you know, the area that you're in, some people may try something at Pride that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah, exactly. And in trying to be safe, we also try and be realistic on things. You know, we we can have an ideology of things, but the real part is... Minnesota, like many areas around the country, have an an opioid epidemic currently. People are dying. We want everyone to go home alive. Mind you, some people are partying might be hungover. But we want everyone...
0: It might be a headache or two on Monday morning, but yeah.
1: Correct. But we want everyone to go home alive. Uh, With that, we have partnered with harm reduction groups um, to make this happen. Our safety, safety team has partnered with harm reduction groups to to actually set up um, some, a call number and a text number. So if you find someone that is with you is, has symptoms of overdosing, you know, please, please you know, don't worry about any legal issues, don't worry about anything else, but please reach out so that we can sa- be there to, um, to save a life. Uh, that number to call is 612-255-3265. And the number to text is 612 612- 516-3036.
0: We also want to remind people too that, I mean, the administration of Narcan, I mean, has to happen within minutes, right? So, I mean, don't, I mean, like you said, better safe than sorry. You're not going to get in trouble for, you know, reporting something that you see. Um, and, you know, aside from, you know, making all the, all the like safety things, you know, no matter what event you're at, whether you're at a music festival or whatever it is, right? Obviously, travel in groups, make sure you take care of each other. Um, If we think of the Twin Cities Pride community, the LGBTQ+, and allied community, I mean, we're all one big community. So let's make sure that we're, like, taking care of each other. I mean, what we really don't want is a situation where, like, you know, someone is having a medical issue or someone is having an issue with an overdose and um, obviously needs attention. And I mean, literally hundreds of people could could walk by um, in, in the time that it takes uh, just to text part of the safety team to make sure, you know, someone comes to check out the situation. Um, definitely don't, you know, don't feel like um, and especially, you know, in Minnesota, right? There's this whole, though, I don't want to get involved and I don't want to right like. Let's put that whole Minnesota nice thing aside for that weekend and let's make sure that that we're being, um, we're aggressively taking care of each other.
1: Correct. And who's going to take care of us better than ourselves? You know, so as a community, that's what we like to see. We want to see everyone, you know, enjoy themselves. We want to see everyone take care of each other. And, you know, part of the reason people come to Pride is, is for the sense of community. And part of that sense of community is, you know, taking care of one another, um, understanding each other's issues. Um, someone may really not want you to call, um, but know that that call, you know, is for the harm reduction group. You know, the, the number and, the, and the, the text number that I gave you is for our harm reduction group with Narcan. So...
0: And, and as we're wrapping up here, like I said, we don't take too much of your time today. We wanted to talk about um, volunteering. So we talked to uh, Ramona uh, recently about how it's a little too late to get involved as, as an exhibitor or, to, or a vendor this year. Uh, we talked to Deshaun about how it's a little too late uh, to, to get involved as a performer this year. Uh, however, it's not too late uh, to participate in, in the community and get involved as a volunteer this year.
1: No, it is never too late to get involved as a volunteer, you know, especially at the, at the festival and the parade. Um, you can go to tcpride.org and go under volunteer um, to find the link to sign up for volunteering and roughly in the park and for the parade, there's about a four hour um, four-hour shift that you would do. And with that, you will also get free tickets to a Twins game. That's
0: right. Thank you, Minnesota Twins. And uh, we feed our volunteers too, right?
1: We do feed our volunteers. Uh, We have T-shirts for our volunteers. We feed our volunteers. We um, have a little goodie sack for our volunteers, and you know we try to take really good care of them because we appreciate what you do. And without you, we wouldn't have a festival. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, and the last thing we wanted to talk about is that you know we've talked uh, a lot today about how uh, the Twin Cities Pride Festival. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to party. It's a great opportunity to you know party like it's 1999 all weekend long. Um, However, we also wanted to draw people's attention to the fact that it's actually a, a really great. Uh, resource uh, to learn about, all these amazing uh, organizations in the community that are doing uh, really great work.
1: Correct. And I remember my very first Pride and it really reminded me when, when Miko said it on his video that um, you know his Pride, first Pride, was to actually find, he, he found resources. He didn't realize the term transgender was there until he attended Pride. And that happens for a lot of people. And to be able to go to Pride and walk around, and a lot of people think out of those 400 brews, okay, you have a whole bunch of corporate booze And we have a whole bunch of, you know, people that are selling things.
0: You very quickly run out of pockets and backpack space to, like, put all the free, right, the free stuff, right?
1: Correct. But within that, you also find resources through the community, which is... It's so important when people come to Pride that they were able to find resources that they didn't even know existed. You know, I did that in my first Pride. I walked around. I didn't know that all these organizations existed. Not only that, but you know, Twin Cities Pride is dedicated to letting nonprofits get their message out there to our community about the services and the things that they that they have for our community. This year, we have about 25 um, waivers that we have given to small nonprofits to be able to get get their message out there and get their services out there to the people that need them the most.
0: Yeah, and, l- and let's just say, I mean, you know, this, uh, you know, these, these booths, I mean, they're, they're definitely an investment. Uh, you know, they're, they're not cheap. And so it's really great to see that Twin Cities Pride is, has, really, uh, has really stepped up to make sure that that information is, is accessible to the community. Uh,
1: that's what makes our community. Without these resources, um, people wouldn't have what they needed in our community. So, so those booths and those organizations, um, they make our community.
0: Um, all right. Well, so with that, uh, like I said, I'm sure you know you're you're really busy in this last. It's next weekend, Darcy. It's next weekend. So, <laughs> so I'm sure. you Yeah.
1: My internal clock is <laughs> off. I'm going to say that because we have moved it a week ahead of time for World Pride, which is the following weekend in New York. My internal clock is off with all of these events that we're having. I'm thinking, okay, we have Family Fun Day this weekend. We have another weekend. We do not have another week. Exactly.
0: <laughs> We're cramming a full month's worth of Pride into three weeks, uh, which is, you know, fun, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, but but makes things a little bit weird. So, uh, but yes. Yeah, so, thank you. We appreciate your time today. Uh, we'll go ahead and let you go. Uh, but uh, is there anything else you wanted to say as we're wrapping up here?
1: Oh, just thank you so much for for having me. And hey, if you see any of the volunteers or any of the staff at Pride, you know, say hi and say thank you. That would be great. It, it's really them that puts all this together. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Twin Cities Pride podcast. That's going to do it for this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time. TC Pride Podcast is a production of the Non-Pod, non-profit Podcast Community, and Twin Cities Pride. Subscribe now on iTunes, on Android, or by email at tcpridepodcast.org. Because we're in this together. NonPod turns your email newsletter, blog, or video content into a more powerful, more personal, more intimate, on demand listening experience. Your podcast, your story, your voice. Simplified, amplified. amplified. Learn more now at nonpod.com.